So you've been to 78 countries. Mm-hmm. A lot of people watching this haven't even left their state. Yeah. And they're confined. How has traveling the world sort of created your, your view on the world? So um, three ways to learn. Education, mm-hmm. conversation, observation. And are you a fan of charities? Big time. You don't yeah. feel like some charities are a scam, though? No, some charities are a scam. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Tim Story. How's it going? Tim Story. Good to be here. I'm loving these studios. Not bad, right? It's It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, For people that don't know your story, could you give a quick summary? Yeah. uh, Born and raised in Southern California, Los Angeles, and uh, loved sports as a kid, um, but also like cared about people. And I decided to go to seminary to be a humanitarian. Mm. And uh, that's what I've been doing all my life. Wow. 78 countries deep. That's insane. Nice. So what is a humanitarian exactly? I think um, humanitarian is things you guys do. I just put a, a name to it. And that is uh, looking out for others, mm. lifting people up. Uh, finding answers, looking for a way where there was no way. Mm-hmm. And so part of that was being raised in a family that um, was very confined and conflicted. Mm-hmm. And then I started to find answers through a lot of mentors and tutors. And when I found those answers, I'm like, man, this is dope. I could help other people. And then that's what I've spent my life doing right now. Wow. And you mentioned going to Disneyland was kind of a spark that changed your life, right? Yeah, that was cool. So I was seven. And uh, somebody gave my family tickets to Disneyland because we could not afford them. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I'd never seen anything like it. Like Mm -hmm. someone could drop trash and then someone was picking it up. (laughs) And then you see like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, everything was right there. Mm -hmm. So I think that so much of uh, how we grow is observation. Mm -hmm. So that observation of Disney was so dope because I saw this life that was beyond mm. and it just reminded me of the person that I knew I was going to be. Mm. Mine was um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that changed your life? That was, um, yeah, well, not changed my life, but it gave me a, a different outlook. Mm. It gave me a different perspective, although it was fake. Yeah. It, 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 um, I, I wanted to shoot for that. Right. I wanted to shoot for that. No, so but that I, makes I, I sense because you saw mm-hmm. how they lived on that TV show. Mm-hmm. And even aesthetically, when you saw the house that mm-hmm. they lived in. I wanted to live like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been to 78 countries. Mm-hmm. A lot of people watching this haven't even left their state. Yeah. And they're confined. How has traveling the world sort of created your, your view on the world? So um, three ways to learn. Education. Mm-hmm conversation observation so that's why i'm so excited about the podcast you guys are doing Mm -hmm. because on the conversational side we're really missing a lot Mm -hmm. so when i went to sweden the first time when i was 20 i've now been there 68 times i went there in seminary to go speak to just schools about dreaming 
I'd created this uh, dream course at 20. Mm. And I just sit there and I talk with these Swedes. And I noticed that like a lot of them didn't brag. I could be with a really wealthy guy and he didn't even tell me about everything he had. And I, I learned a lot about different cultures on how they did things, how gotcha. they saw success. And then, um, so I really expanded myself through traveling. Mm. So you mentioned a dream course. Mm -hmm. What role do dreams play in your life? Because they play a pretty big role in mine. So I'm curious how you view dreams. Yeah, so to me, you know, as, as kids, um, we have what I call a miracle mentality. Mm. Uh, a miracle is something extraordinary, uncommon, not regular, not the norm. Mm. So you ask little kids, what do you want to be when you get older? If they're like five, six, seven, mm. an astronaut. I want to be like LeBron, a little girl. I'm a princess. I'm a queen. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm going to rule the world. It's always something super, super imaginative. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this miracle mentality is innate, is innate. And because of my spiritual background, what I say is an utmost God did not create almost children. So Oprah Winfrey asked me, at what point did you know you were Tim Story? And I said, when I was 10. Mm. But we were broke when I was 10. Mm -hmm. But I knew I was Tim Story at 10. <laughs> right, right, wow. right. So you were broke at 10. What role did money play throughout your life? Because now, obviously, you're successful. Yeah. So the interesting thing about money is once I saw that you could make it and it could help people, mm -hmm. it could it could help your mother, mm -hmm. it could help her pay her bills. Mm -hmm. So that's when I talked a man into giving me a job as a dishwasher at age 15 and a half. Mm -hmm. So there was a white guy by the name of Mr. Anderson, and he had like a cool restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so I went up to him and I said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I'm a good athlete. My name is Timmy Story, mm -hmm. and I want a job. And so I talked him into hiring me as a as a dishwasher, but I like getting those little checks. Mm -hmm. But those little checks meant that I was adding to my mother mm. to take pressure off her. Mm -hmm. So to me, finances and getting some money at that time, then a lot of a lot of money later, was about leverage and being able to help somebody else. Mm. Right. So when people say that money doesn't equal happiness, I feel like I, I hate that phrase so much mm. because I feel like that phrase was created to keep a certain group of us in bondage to yeah. keep us like striving for less or be complacent with where we're at in life. So I can definitely understand like the drive when it, the driving force when it comes to money. You're right. It helps you. It makes your life better. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, surgery, it definitely does. Like so that. I, I agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So to me, Money gets me out of the center seat on an airplane when I don't want to be in the center seat and coach. <laughs> Facts. So I feel like probably if I went into your childhood and your childhood, there's times in life you felt like you're in the, the center seat. Mm -hmm. The whole and, the whole time. Right? And there's and there's no elbow room. Yeah. So that's how I was raised with no elbow room. Mm. And then when I begin to see how other people lived by being like in, in Paris, France, and being in Italy at 21, 22, 23, mm. all by myself with my little passport and my little humanitarian self, I started thinking, man, the, the, these are not like people living in the, in the center seat with, with no elbow room, mm. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that way. Right, 
So you're a humanitarian. Are you a fan of charities? Big time, yeah. I spend so much of my life on the charity side. Mm -hmm. And um, I continue to work uh, with prison reform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a great friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He uh, started something to help incarcerated people and brought me and a few people on. And we started uh, going in and educating people in uh, the prison system and then mm-hmm. helping them when they when they got out so I'm, I'm deep in that space I'm also deep in the recovery space for mental health mm-hmm. I'm the only uh, mindset coach in gaming you know as you guys know more than me we have over 3 billion game, gamers mm-hmm. right. so I'm, I'm the only mental health coach that we know of mm-hmm. in the whole gaming capacity oh you don't yeah. feel like some charities are a scam, though? No, some charities are a scam. A lot of them are a scam. No, some charities are a scam. Just like I came out of the Laker game last week, and they were cooking some bad hot dogs. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like people like yeah. making hot dogs. You're like, where'd they get the meat? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. a lot of charities are a scam because yeah. I think that with this whole uh, GoFundMe and all that, you always have people with 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 bad motives right mm. so i think like at, at your guys level mm-hmm. you're you're super wise and you just ask questions like um mm-hmm. what charities do you guys think that mm-hmm. we should roll with and mm-hmm. uh that that's that's mm-hmm. that's what i do but i i love to educate people out of the position and place that they're that they're in mm-hmm. and um gives me a lot of joy in life so how do you go about, um, how do you know when you've penetrated someone? Like what's the, you know, the psychological aspect or strategy behind actually penetrating people when it comes to a mindset thing? Because sometimes a lot of people are in their own way mm. from a mental standpoint. Yeah, no doubt so about it. So how do you break that? Mm. Yeah. So I think I think to me, it's about getting better. Mm-hmm. It's never about getting cured. Mm. I, I'm helping somebody get, get better. better. Not cure them. I'm not trying to cure somebody. So you... If you've done your research, what you have, I work with the biggest rappers in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to cure them, mm-hmm. even if they're saying crazy, insane stuff. But I do want them to be better. Mm. I want them to find a, a place of a peace, mm-hmm. uh, a mindset of tranquility. And this whole idea of, of mental health, the whole idea is to be psychologically and emotionally better mm-hmm. so better is pretty good mm-hmm. you know most you can't mo- cure it right it's no no, no I, I don't i don't i don't think that we're ever cured until we pass away mm. i think that there's two things mm-hmm. that we all go through at the same time recovery and discovery mm-hmm. so right when i think i'm cured somebody's gonna sue me <laughs> right when i think i'm cured somebody in my family's acting up mm-hmm. right so i'm i'm never looking for the for the cure i know i'm going through recovery right. and discovery right. at the same time right. and if you could ever get that mindset man you're in a good place because right. someone could bring you bad news and you just go okay that's 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 life mm-hmm. Some's recovery, mm-hmm. some's discovery. Gotcha. So your approach is to cure through mindset and not physical supplements and like antidepressants and stuff. I think that I think that there are times that um, you can come together as a collective. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do know that there are people that I am their life coach, if we can call it that way, mm-hmm. that it has been good that they were on medication to even them out, mm-hmm. in all fairness to them, because they were in a manic state. Mm-hmm. But more and more we're finding out the power of exercise. Mm-hmm. And as, as you guys know, more and more, you probably had guys on the show, mm-hmm. The power of breath work. Mm, okay. Yeah. The power of breath work, the power of exercise, mm-hmm. the power of meditation. Natural, like the normal human thing, sitting in water, One hundred percent. Listening to the ocean, listening to the ocean. It's yeah. It, those things so are, if you guys were ever around me for a long time, mm-hmm. like the thing that people say about me, they're like, Tim's story seems like he's got like really cool music, slow jazz playing in his mind at all times. Mm. And I do. There could be a <laughs> fire right there, mm-hmm. and I still won't get dramatic in the drama. Wow. But a lot of that is I train my mind to be this way. So do you um, do you smoke weed or microdose? That's a great question. <laughs> I've never been asked. Uh, I mean, so, because the reason why I'm asking is because... I've never been asked that. <laughs> who helps the help? Mm. Yeah. So when Superman needs help... Who helps Superman? So who helps to help? So what's your go-to? Yeah. Is it is a microdosing uh, mushrooms or psychedelics? Yeah. Is it maybe you know drinking a little wine or is it smoking weed? I'm like, what, loving this podcast because <laughs> no one has had the balls to ask me. That. <laughs> well, I got them. Okay, <laughs> that's why I'm loving this. Right, right. That's so, like Deepak Chopra. Do you smoke? Right, right. Weed? What's 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 your thing? No, so and I would always answer you guys uh, total honestly because yeah. I like you guys. But so number one, I don't. Okay. But I don't have a problem with people doing what they feel like they want to do. Okay. So for for me, for me, where I get a lot of strength is what I'm getting from right now, Mm -hmm. because I'm getting some young energy, Mm -hmm. but I'm getting a lot of wise energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't I don't ever run from an empty cup. Right. And part of the reason I get my my cup filled up, like you just said, mm. I feed off people's energy. Mm-hmm. Man, like I could be on the set of a movie, because mm-hmm. we all know entertainers, mm. and just like see a scene and see how they did it again and see this cinematography and see how that guy relit that or be in the studio with people that we know. No, I, I get a lot of my energy feeding off humans. Mm. Nice. Touching back on Robert Downey Jr., how did yeah. you build a relationship with him? I think that um, what happened with us is there's a, uh, a friend of mine named Brent mm-hmm. who, um, you know, very, very well known. Mm-hmm. So he had the hide on Sunset that everybody used to go to. Oh, yeah. Like in the early days. That's oh, where yeah. Was, what is this place called Hyde? Yeah, Hyde. Yeah, I've been you, Hyde. You'd always see Paris and, and mm-hmm. Kim in the early days. Right. And then he had uh, Body English here with DJ AM. So he was the biggest thing mm-hmm. in the 90s, 2000s, mm-hmm. into today. Mm-hmm. Uh, his All his stuff is dope still. So at uh, Coachella, he does Neon Carnival. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that introduced me to Leo DiCaprio, Cameron Diaz, Jared Leto, mm-hmm. probably no less than like 50 celebrities. Wow. So what I began to be known as is that, you know, Tim is a, a cool guy. And he has answers. Mm. And so that's how I started with mm-hmm. Robert, of mm-hmm. just us having conversations. So I never divulge like the, the depth of conversations with people that I have, but mm-hmm. but what I what I have 
with these people, mm-hmm. male and female, is trust mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a powerful skill to have. Yeah. A lot of people... Because they can't trust people at that level. Think about it. Somebody's always telling their business or leaking well, you, the story. Well, you know that. Selling the story. You yeah, know that. I mean, that's why sure. I think that even with this uh, Jamie Foxx situation, mm-hmm. you know, at the time we'll release this podcast, yeah. um, it will still be news one way or another. But mm-hmm. that's why you don't, no one really knew, like, well, what really did happen? Yeah. Because, no, no one's in love. Yeah. Because part of the, the situation is who can these people trust so mm-hmm. i i became like one of the go-to guys and like within my culture within my skin color i became the go-to guy mm. but i think part of that is um listening caring but also having some pretty good answers <laughs> so you seem to be able to control your emotions very well very well how can people watching this get better at controlling theirs? Some people have anger issues. Some people are depressed. What's what's some strategy there? Yeah, the the reality is is that if you really like break it down to, to basics, mm-hmm. okay. So if I get a thought, that's just a thought, okay. So that thought, what I do is I let that thought go around in my mind once or twice before I respond, because mm. people. The more successful you guys get, because you're successful already, mm-hmm. but you're nowhere to compared to where you're going. Mm-hmm. They're gonna jack with you <laughs> nonstop. Okay, mm. like you you could be the greatest singer, and someone's gonna say something stupid at the end of the concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was terrible. I'm telling you. <laughs> or you could be so proud of yourself, <laughs> and then you end up at a family Thanksgiving, and they're saying something that's yeah, not that's happened to me. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am a master at the projection, like the old school days. Like when I was a kid, they had like the projector. Mm-hmm. And then remember the slide would go around? Mm-hmm. You guys have at least yeah. seen this on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So someone can just say something really dumbass to me. And I just look, I'm just let the damn thing go around. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I don't just respond. Okay. No matter what it is. No so you matter. let it sit for a bit before you respond. One hundred percent. I one hundred percent. But so you're not reactive. You're responsive. Yes, very much so. But yeah. the, the the dope thing is whether somebody's into this biblical story or not. But it's a dope one. So the whole thing about Jesus is he talked in parables. Mm-hmm. He was a master of the riddle and the rhyme. Right. Mm-hmm. He never told everything that was in his heart. The mm-hmm. Bible says only a fool tells his whole heart. Because mm-hmm. not everybody can handle the bigness in you or the bigness in you. Mm-hmm. I can because I respect it and I honor it. Mm-hmm. Most people can't. Mm-hmm. So if someone would tell Jesus something, he would always come back to them with a with a riddle and a rhyme. And I started to pick this up at an early age. And the more I got around some dope people that were older, that were like rolling like this from all walks of faith, mm-hmm. I think, man, that brother, he talks in riddles and rhymes. He ain't even telling the whole stuff. But he's he like he knows where he, he's going. He knows who he is, but he's not telling everything. So wow. that's how I roll. I, I roll in riddles and rhymes. Interesting. Yeah, that is. Because you can frustrate a lot of people. <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> you can frustrate it's a lot dope. of people. Yeah. So that's where Kanye messed up, is giving his whole heart. Mm. Yeah, but that's, that, but that's my little brother. Mm-hmm. 
and like so so close i was yeah. with him for like six albums straight mm -hmm. in that studio non-stop but 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 that's to mm -hmm. me yeah a lot of it is um the the challenge of what he's going through right with with uh mindset mm -hmm. but being pushed and provoked right okay so one day i was at the san diego zoo mm -hmm. and it was a big old gorilla <laughs> and he was taking piles and throwing them at the people mm -hmm. <laughs> and i thought this was so funny so i found the the, the zookeeper that was trying to stop him from doing it so I said, I said, let me tell you my background. I'm a psychologist and that. I said, why is that gorilla doing it? He mm. says, because they're frustrating him. Mm. He mm. feels provoked. Mm. So therefore, he was retaliating by throwing his crap at them. Mm. And so, so do gorillas know that they're throwing their own at? Heck yes. Oh, okay. He knew what he was oh, up okay. to. Wow. He was like, okay. don't be messing with me. Yeah, yeah. Acting the way I'm, I'm going I'm to throw. So notice about this you could be having like the greatest day mm -hmm. and people start pushing provoking mm. disrespecting mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it wants to take you out of that mindset mm -hmm. that place where you're supposed to be absolutely so i i think that with with the kanye mm -hmm. um that he felt provoked and mm -hmm. pushed and that's why you would see these strange interactions with the paparazzi mm -hmm. because i could be with him maybe 18 minutes before that and he was all chill he's fine. and he's right. talking about like art basel mm -hmm. and he's talking about something he's gonna do with nigo mm -hmm. so yeah it's like two different people yeah yeah, yeah you see that with justin bieber and the paparazzi too. yeah no I think, doubt i think with me too what i started to realize is that i'm not a victim i'm a participant Good. so That's i have good. to then hold myself accountable too because my reactions actually matter in this situation not whether it's i'm being provoked or what's being said to me but it's also how i react mm. that can be the outcome 100 good or a bad situation so it's like if you're the most important, important person in your life then you have to act in that matter like yeah and matter. i and i think that that's the the challenge and the privilege of being both of you mm -hmm. okay because now life has decided to go ding ding mm -hmm. right right and and say okay we choose you to to be leaders now you have mm -hmm. a lot of people that are following you mm -hmm. okay so you're leaders so what i like to say is man when that calling is calling you you got to step up mm -hmm. yeah i mean nelson mandela was mm -hmm. in in prison for 25 years mm -hmm. for something he didn't do right but yet he continued to speak in parables continue to walk in love mm -hmm. and continue to change a, a whole country mm. a lot of people seem to have a negative mindset yeah um unfortunately you're very positive it seems like yes what's your I advice am. to people to sort of change their mindset to becoming more positive i think it's one step at a time i think that the reality is you have to number one become awake and what's awake to you awake to me is is if you just break it down in the dictionary it's to be conscious mm -hmm. and like when you were a kid and you were a kid we both had we all three had moments where we got awake mm -hmm. where like maybe other kids had like cool levi's and we did not and mm -hmm. then you notice that at school does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah that could be like a awake moment or mm -hmm. someone had dope converse but we didn't and right. we're like, oh 
snap, I mean, I don't have that much money. So awake is you become conscious. But once you become awake, you now have to take inventory. Mm -hmm. That's what most people are afraid to do. Mm -hmm. And the inventory goes in various areas. What's my mindset like? Mm -hmm. What's, what is my strength of my mind? Okay. And what's the clarity of my mind? Mm -hmm. Okay. So awake, take inventory. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, and this is really powerful, you got to partner with the right people. Because mm. if you don't partner with the wrong your people, you're surrounding, mm -hmm. we're, we're going to go to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so how were you able to find the right partners? I think first it was being okay to be by myself. I think any, any real creator uh, that has done like amazing things, mm -hmm. Like if you were ever to interview uh, a Timberland, these guys are a lot were a lot by themselves. Pharrell Williams a lot Same by way. himself, right, guys? Yeah, I'm by myself a lot. Uh, I live by myself. Right? I'm always alone. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you got it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we have to be okay mm. in our own aloneness. Mm. And and then I always like to say it this way: if you build your spot, life will put the spotlight on your spot. Mm. Like all the beauty that you guys are creating out of this studio, you you're building your spot, and life is putting the spotlight on your spot. So mm. I knew if I was creating dope recipes, mm -hmm. people would kind of come and find my restaurant, come mm. to you, yeah, and that's what happened. Right. So a lot of self work, a lot of self work, no doubt. Because yeah. how does one, how does one become like? And now, hear ye, hear ye. Mm -hmm. You are the life coach to the stars. Yeah. You'd be a fool. Yeah. You'd be voted off the yeah. island. Yeah. No, I just I just got good at my craft. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at a lot of other people's crafts mm -hmm. that people do some amazing stuff. But I became very good at my craft. But it did take a lot of loneliness, a lot of um, dedication, and just um, believing that someday it'd pay off. Mm. And how important is reading to you? Big time. Mm. How often? How many books do you do you do you like? What's your goal to reach every year? Like how many? Yeah, books I'm, I'm going to challenge this theory of so many of my friends because okay. I I roll with those guys that talk about reading so much. Yeah, yeah. Because those are all my guys. Okay, I don't I don't like that because I think that. It's almost like a lyric to a song mm -hmm. that when you hear a certain lyric, no matter who the, the person is, let's say if it's a Drake lyric, you know when that doggone next thing is coming, that next phrase is coming, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And even like little kids, I see little kids like they're like, mm -hmm. like they know that they know the they know the lyric. I think people are, are rushing through books so quickly that they're not taking in the lyrics deeply. Mm -hmm. So if I read Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. that book that's so dope, I love it. I will literally marinate in that thing for three months, mm -hmm. right? And guess what's going to happen? It's going to come out of me. Mm -hmm. Are you audio booking or actually reading? Uh, for me, I'm a I'm an audio book guy. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Because but because for me, guys, my life is um, sometimes on airplanes. Yeah. So that's like my little meditation time mm -hmm. of. Um, of, of listening to uh, amazing people, but mm. but 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 try to take in what I'm saying on this. 
I would rather have you guys like take one dope book and mar marinate on it mm. for for a while. Mm. In fact, people are always trying to give me books, so I'll take them. Mm. But I'll say I'll be honest with you, I probably can't get to this for four to five to six months mm. because mm. I, I wanna I wanna just I wanna mm. take in those other lyrics. Gotcha. I'm the same way. I I, I enjoy reading. Mm -hmm. I take time out every day and um, listen to audiobooks for sure. I don't finish it that day, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, chapters. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why do you think a lot of celebrities have mental health issues? Do you think it's because their life is such a roller coaster of high highs and low lows? No doubt. So it's um like let, let's let's take even in Major League Baseball, if you are hitting like you know over three hundred, that means you did something not to get a hit two times and got a hit one time. Mm. But in the space of being an actor, you're getting rejected nonstop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you're 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 up against three of the best actors or actresses or five or ten or twenty. But I've seen some of these people on the set where the director could be brutal. Mm. Take twenty six. Mm -hmm. Take twenty seven. Man, I could wear I could yeah. wear on you. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's so much like. Mm. Uh, rejection mm -hmm. hitting you yeah. all the time i'll tell you a, a cool story take me 60 seconds um i like phil jackson who mm -hmm. used to coach the mm -hmm. chicago bulls as you guys know right mm -hmm. one thing that he said is that i work my players hard during practice and that during the game i didn't call a lot of timeouts mm -hmm. because i wanted them to try to sort out what was going wrong mm. i think too many people are mm. calling time out on everybody. Mm. Like, like that sucked, or you had a bad day, or mm. you're off, time out, time out. Sometimes we need to just trust and let people sort it out. Wow. Yeah. But I also think that it's a lot of pressure to perform at such a high level, mm -hmm. right, and not yeah. disappoint. And I think that actually in itself is a challenge and a struggle because how do you continue to reach these highs and you don't know if you're still the same person or yeah. is, is it going to grasp the audience like it did. So I think it's, there's a lot of mental stress to no when doubt. it comes to celebrities. And then they don't really have friends, bro. Really? Yeah. Sean, no. Bro, I'm around these people. They don't mm -hmm. really have friends. Trust they, issues, right? They're around, a, no, yeah. they're around a group of people. There's a difference between a group of people and then friends. Mm. You're exactly a, right. A group of people, we're out together. A friend is... Hey, Sean, what time is the game? Sorry, okay, cool. Da, da, da. We can actually conversate and you have a trust in me. Mm. A lot of those guys around are, they're useless. Not to say that they're useless human beings, but for the person, they're useless. Mm. So who do you go to? I think you got that exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And so the way I, the way I write it in, in this book, mm. I say like, there's three levels of intimacy. One is the acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And we, we all have like a lot of people we know. Yeah. The second is like the friends and family. Mm -hmm. The third you guys are going to like is the green room. So like if all three of us went and spoke at a conference somewhere here in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. right? They would say, okay, there's your green room. You can have eight people there. There's your green room. You got eight people. There's your green room. There's eight people. So the green room is invited guests. Hmm. I think we've all put people in our green room that should not have been there. Mm. Because the green room to me is a place of secrets. 
It's a place of safety. Mm-hmm. It's a place of seclusion. It's a place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yo, I can't have mm-hmm. you in my green room. Yeah, <laughs> that means I don't need to be around you. Right. And not to say that they can't, but, you know, I need, you got to, We as friends, we have to pour into one another. Mm. You know, Sean should be able to come and talk to me about whatever. Yeah. And that stays with me. You know, I should be able to give him advice about whatever he should be able to give mm-hmm. me advice about. It. And we should be able to correct one another. Right. Yes. That's so if you about. guys even noticed, like, I just came from a speaking en- engagement where everybody was clapping for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I came into the studio quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even notice you were here. I just, I just <laughs> yeah, came in. kind of disappeared. I just came in <laughs> all quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, mm-hmm. hugged you guys. And then basically what I'm saying is I respect you guys for what you're doing. And right now, I was just an acquaintance at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we're getting along. You guys may upgrade me to friends and family. Mm-hmm. Mm. Down the line, we may collaborate and do dope stuff all over the world. And we're crazy in each other's green room. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a lot of how people need to approach each other. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't just bum rush somebody's green room. Right. Yeah, no. I only want to be around green green room people. Yeah. Because they're going to stop you. Yeah. They're going to stop your impulses. They're going to stop your, you know, the emotion aspect. They're going to speak life into you and and stop you from doing a lot of things, from Mm self-destructing. And that's the only group of people I want to be around. Yeah. I really don't need a group of 50 Nah, quality over quantity. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, useless minds around me. I'm I'm there with three people, but yeah. we're strong. Yeah, and yeah. I had that mindset in high school, trying to be friends with everyone. Yeah, nah. yeah, but I was so like upset back then. Yeah, trying to please everyone. But once I limited my circle to like five people, mm-hmm. became really happy. Yeah. And I think that the idea of understanding that that is really normal to us mm-hmm. is that we don't. If we're not in the mood to talk a lot, we shouldn't talk a lot. That's it. If you feel like having a quiet day, don't answer your phone. Mm-hmm. And that's just who we are. I've been practicing D&D a lot. I've never put my phone on D&D until like two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I gave the best lead. Yeah. I get to pick the time where I'm ready. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Because there's 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 so much um, in quiet mm-hmm. of rejuvenation. And man, the the creative thoughts you can come up with Mm -hmm. right like driving down the road with no music on Mm -hmm. and something that just comes to you or just being quiet in some setting Mm -hmm. and um, I I think we really have to fight for those moments absolutely and keep them sacred absolutely that was amazing man what are you up to next anything you want to promote no I'm just glad to be around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you for coming, wow. man, for sure. What's the, se- what's the 79th country you're going to? Um, Israel. Okay. Israel. Yeah. 79th is Israel. So I've been to I've been to that many, 78, but I've been to some as many as 80 times. Wow. So wow. we're doing some dope stuff mm. like to change people's lives in mm. Ukraine. Mm. Um, a lot of humanitarian work. I'm working on a good movie with somebody that you know. And nice. I like all that stuff. But right now, I'm just in the moment and being with two world shakers mm-hmm. and, and proud of you guys. So if you ever need us Thank for you. anything, you know, we'll be down to do some humanitarian stuff. Absolutely. You know, change the world, shake it up a little bit more. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do a lot together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Wayne, any closing comments? Uh, thank you guys for watching and follow me on Instagram. Sean Kelly here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Digital Social Hour. I'll see you next time. Peace.